Wow, this is a this is a minute. We haven't had a minute like this in a while. I don't know if we've ever had a minute like this. I don't know if I, I don't even know what a minute is. I don't even know. I don't even know what I'm doing. I don't even know what I'm doing anymore. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Autopod Decepticast. This is your weekly podcast that delivers a minute-by-minute breakdown of the 1986 Transformers movie. We've made it all the way to episode 70. Something like 15 to go, guys. We're going to be covering the one-hour, nine-minute, and one-second mark all the way to 110. This is your host, Aaron, and apparently I forgot to write an intro again. (laughs) So, California Raisins, Pogs, Junior High was crazy. <laughs> Please introduce yourselves. Hey, remember things? Oh, God, those things were the things. Yes. It was so Shit. different back then. Also, I like you said Transformers movie and a David Bowie voice. <laughs> I'm Ryan. Bowie's in space. <laughs> Speaking of which, I'm sorry. That just reminded me of... Uh, the, the, uh, you guys Have you guys seen the movie Moana? Uh, yeah, about a million. This is Caleb. Yeah, I've seen about a million. Sorry, times. I stepped on your intro. No, you're right. No, I've seen Mo- Moana so much. Sorry, not sorry. Um, I yeah, I, I've, become, I've developed some kind of weird obsession with it. Like I've watched it probably ten times in the past two weeks. Because uh-huh. um, you have that kind of time. Well, I'm doing other things after the first two viewings. Like after the first two times I watched it, I'm doing other things while it's on. But like what? I, I mean, it's just background noise where you might listen to Dark cooking. Side of the Moon. He listens to. You're welcome. I did also, and this is shocking, probably the first time I've ever done this, I bought the soundtrack. Yeah. Uh, But uh, I was thinking of that because Jermaine Clement uh, is a a character in the movie. uh, He plays a crab. Mm -hmm. He sings shiny. He sings shiny in a David Bowie style. Yeah. That just made me think of that. But uh, I don't know why that movie captures my imagination so much. I mean, it's a weird thing. Like the speaking of animation, just the hair in that movie, Mm -hmm. the way it's animated. I, 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 you've got it's awesome. There's people that are there's there's animators that they they're like in the hair department. They yeah, like, they're sure. all about getting the hair to work and move properly. It's wild. Yeah, I love it. It's great. Anyway, I, Moana's thumbs up, things. Moana. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think it's pretty well acclaimed. Mm-hmm. I don't think you're saying anything that's particular. I'm not going to find anybody who's going to be dissenting on that. No, I do think the song "You're Welcome" is maybe one of the best sort of. Disney it's pretty songs. good. It is a, a spoken sing song. That's, that's what you do with but, an actor that can't sing very well. Uh, that's what I would do. I can't sing at all, but I mean, like, it sounds good. Yeah, I mean, I love that song too. Uh, well, I think part- the songs in the movie are really good, which actually the uh, composers were very aware of. Because they were coming off of Frozen, mm-hmm. and so they were aware they're making, like... And that was one of the genius parts of that movie, of, like, in the story... Or, like, the song where she's um, singing about um, uh, leaving the island. Like, uh, she... It's it's complicated because she... <clears throat> they originally had it where she just doesn't like being there and wants to just leave. But that's not as emotionally impactful as what they ended up doing, where she's like, I love my island, but I also love the sea, mm-hmm. and I don't... What's wrong with me... And so it makes it more emotionally complex and interesting, I think. I thought that Lin-Manuel Miranda wrote all the music. I for do not know. Frozen. It, I, th- I thought it was a writing couple. 
Or oh. not Frozen, but uh, Moana. No, no, no. I'm yeah. It's not the same people who did Frozen. Oh. That's why I'm saying they, but they were very aware of how popular Let It Be was and how huge it was, and so they were like, you know, they still did it in a very um, Broadway song style in the same way that Let It Let It Go gotcha. was. And I was also going to relate that back to Lin Manuel Miranda. Like you talked about the talky, sing songy thing mm-hmm. that The Rock did, and that's very Lin Manuel Miranda. Yep. Although I have not seen Hamilton. I have not either. I've heard it has a lot of that rap shit in it. Oh <laughs> no. Well, that took a turn. I'm, I'm being like a grumpy old man that doesn't understand. You. In the in the in that particular song, you're welcome. <laughs> no, in just Hamilton the musical. Oh, yes, is rappy. Yeah, it's rap. Pretty rappy. <laughs> and wrap right. it up and wrap it out. Will do. Last episode recap. Uh, Unicron finished his epic transformation. Only to kick off his attack on Cybertron. That's all that happened. Yep, we're covered off. You will recall we're covered, covered off. off. <laughs> we are covered off. You will recall that Shockwave has commanded his troops to scramble. Uh, we kicked off the minute with the remainder of that action. We think we spoke last week about repeating generic Decepticons, and we mm-hmm. see another angle on some of those here. Uh, we first saw a topward angle, and now we see sort of a. Facing a bunch of guys running at us. Yeah. And, Ryan, last week you complained somewhat about um, them being shitty-looking characters. I will say yes. And I can't totally disagree with that, but some of them look kind of cool. I will say yes. In this minute, we have the Deadpool (laughs) Transformer. I'm kidding. Uh, We're three seconds into this minute. I'll post a picture of that guy. They are uh, interesting-looking. Some of the... Yeah, I will say in this one, and the guy on the right... Again, I'll post this frame. Um, it looks kind of almost like a, a cross between an Insecticon and a Seeker. But yeah, some of these guys do look pretty interesting. This guy has almost Cyclonus wing shoulder. He is purple. And on. there we see it. Four seconds in. The Revenge and the Sweeps. That's right. A, the Revenge, a squad of Seekers in tow, sweeps across the landscape. We, we kind of ride past the exhaust of the Revenge. And yep, we see the Coneheads. Yep, Ram Dirge, jet. Ramjet, and Thrust. There you go. And uh, actually, they looked really awesome. Oh, that yeah. Little, that little yeah. sweet buy is a great uh, a great effect. And so they k- kind of kiss the camera right here uh, and then fly I mean, towards quite Unicron. bravely rush into battle against this enormous thing they've never seen before. Yeah, absolutely. So here we do some more of what we talked about last episode with this kind of close-up of Unicron's eye. Uh, then zooming out to really kind of reveal the top third of his body. They keep strafing and, and firing upon him. There's, this is a very quick cut uh, scene, yeah. Um, the camera follows the action back up to his face, back up to the almost the tips of his horns. That's a lot of movement. Um, this does, I, I have paused at a moment at uh, 109.13. And oh, yeah. I think uh, mm-hmm. you might see a familiar character that perhaps doesn't belong Weird. here. But, uh, Starscream. A very Starscreenian sort of... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's... Image appears Well, and also it is definitely one of... It's a definitely dead character, no matter if it's miscolored or not, because uh, all of the non-Conehead Seekers are dead. Right. Or transformed. Right. Or dead. Right. Wow. So, it's just a mistake. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So the but the, the coneheads as we know them are continuing to attack mm-hmm. and ultimately uh, I don't I this, hate this. this is a weird move, but uh, okay so they're flying at Unicron's face yeah and, and it seemed to make a decision it, uh, to fly I, I'm wondering actually this is just now hitting me 
I wonder if he they did not make a decision. I wonder if he's inhaling. That's but they what, didn't give any sort of other visual indicators that's what's happening. I 100% agree. I think that's what's happening. Like he's moving, I think he's inhaling cuz if we see them like uh, you if you, you um it looks like they are banking like they but they can't avoid yeah, like going he's into moving his up, mouth. like he's moving it moving down. up or but yeah there should have been a sucking in like visual right. because I think that is what is meant to happen because otherwise it makes no sense and also, here's my problem. Again, aside from that, <laughs> there's a better shot of Star Stars Green. Yeah, yeah that looks pretty 13 good. seconds in. Um, but like, it pisses me off because if you're gonna unceremoniously kill off three main characters from the show, why do it like that and not at Autobot City? Like, let the Autobots at least get some kills. Get in one there. or two. Yeah, it just that uh. made me really mad. <laughs> Also, I like how emotionally it always that. made me mad. Like the, the the him eating them always felt weird to me. Like I never liked it because I'm like it does look like they just fly in there. But clearly, I don't think they're under their own control. Um, so yeah, uh, a graphic of him sucking them in would have been helpful. The but way that um, I believe I can never remember which cone hit. I think which. that's the thrust. red one. I think that's is thrust. facing makes it apparent that yeah they're they're it's they're tumbling uh, sort of into him yeah. in the same way that almost that Arbalus did in the first moments right. of the movie. So, like, maybe just a little, like, red mesh that comes out of his right. mouth. Like, or even just some lines, yeah, like, yeah, indicating yeah. inhaling. Exactly. Hey, we're better animators than <laughs> people. Everybody who worked on this <laughs> for a year. So I do think it's cool how he closes his mouth it and crushes cool. them. And I know you have problems with that when he talks, his mouth doesn't move. It's doesn't very really stupid. Uh, but I think it is pretty neat looking when he closes uh-huh. his mouth and the, the smoke and explosion leaks from it. Watching this uh, fr- almost frame by frame uh, cool. in preparation for this, I there was a lot of subtle details that I never noticed before. So after this moment uh, where Ramjet, Dirge, and Thrust meet their maker, um, the camera then zooms back out. Um, we see lots of firing on him from the sky, from Cybertron. This and is a very cool second you paused on that. 18 seconds into the ninth minute. Yeah, we see the revenge yeah, approaching. The revenge. I never uh, caught approaching, this either. And, um, and so the revenge approaches, and, and, I, just, and I just zoomed crushed. right past it. So Unicron re- yeah, reaches out. I don't know who's piloting it, by the way. Cyclonus? <laughs> Perhaps. Maybe it's his armada. <laughs> yeah. That's what happened to that's it. That's what happens so to So that's him. what happens to the that ship. He smashes it. He just it. crushes it. Right. Quick, quickly. Yeah, it's very, like, well, they don't miss make... it. By exemplified by the fact I didn't know it until I just saw it. push play on a normal slowly. speed. Let me see if I would have... I would have yeah, barely yeah. picked up on it. It's that. very, th- again, throwaway. They don't make a thing out of it, Which for is, sure. I'm, I'm okay with that, but man, I guess. watching it in the theater. I'd... Except for the fact that I, also, I think he, they continue to use that ship in season three. I think that's why it has show. a name. Oh. But um, hmm. at any rate, as far as we're concerned, that thing is a Toast. Uh Lots more firing from, again, the planet, from the sky. Uh, Galvatron still kind of on the sort of upper chest area, uh, kind of close to Unicron's neck. Mm-hmm. Transforms, takes I love, a few shots. I love that part where he transforms into a cannon and fires at Unicron. I, I really like that. The sound effects at that part are very cool. Oh as yeah, well. I, I love always love the sound effect of his rocket firing or his cannon firing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those that basically they, they, they hit Unicron's face and horn area, they do nothing. And then in some great animation, uh, Unicron reaches over, picks him up as he's transforming, or right after he transforms, 
and just uh, down the hatch. Don't. So, and it's a long sequence of Galvatron falling down his throat tube, and I never noticed this before, but right as Unicron's kind of releasing him, you see, that's where you actually first see the Quintessonian and yes. uh, Junkion ship approaching Unicron. Yeah, you can see it in the background. And that feels very, yeah, and that feels very anime as well. Like, they just kind of, the way they kind of lift up out mm-hmm. of the I did not notice the it. Yep. I'd never, after it's again, 35 I watched, years. Yep, I watched this like three times, four times last night, a couple of times I would on have, slow-mo. I would and, have yeah. never have noticed that. It's a nice touch. I like it. But yeah, you don't notice it. Um, now, I feel like it's not quite, I, I mean... I don't hate it. I feel like it's not quite necessary. I feel like it was like a last-minute add-on. Like It doesn't amazing. take anything away. I think it yeah. only adds. Well. Um, I don't understand why he eats Galvatron. Well, I You would think, think he would cool. pull him apart, like do something him. to him to create less opportunity. Or maybe it's just a matter of Galvatron still has the Matrix. Swallowing Galvatron. He, well, he probably true. has a sense that Galvatron can't do He's anything do with it. He's got to do something with the Matrix. And so he uh, just needs to store it somewhere. And so maybe he's just swallowing him for the sake of safekeeping. But he doesn't need Galvatron. He can just take the Matrix. Yeah, it seems like a weird choice to have an obviously treacherous character with the only thing that can destroy you inside your fucking body. But he wants it, though. He's wanted it from the beginning. Or does he want to destroy it? Depending on what script you're reading. Yeah, I can no longer remember what, whether he says bring it to me or destroy it. I think, I think on the movie he says bring it to me. I can't remember. Yeah, maybe. Okay. Because presumably he would know that Galatron probably can't destroy the Matrix. Yeah, I think you're right. I think in one of the scripts it says destroy it. I think in the movie it says bring it to me. Uh, but yeah, like it just it just struck me in this this viewing as weird of like why not just crush him. The pathway down his throat feels very indirect. Or kind of his digestion clearly in robot mode works differently than in planet mode. <laughs> <laughs> there are no chomping jaws, there's no auger, no fluids. Mm-hmm. Apparently does not go to a stomach. Right. The uh, next sequence here, right around the 109.40 mark, mm-hmm. uh, we that, now we see clearly a side shot of the Quintessonian ship and the Junkion ship. Much better which, I forgot the name of the Junkion ship. Do Minnow. you guys remember? There we go. What was the name of the ship that took the Mulligan's Island? The SS Minnow. No points this round, James. Did you make that same joke two episodes ago? No. Nope, but I put it on Twitter. Okay, good. Do you know what that's from? Nope. Scrooged. Oh, man. More Bill Murray references, please. Yeah, they're, you know, some of his older movies are not holding up well for me. Like what? Stripes. He just is a jerk in a lot of them. Yeah, I saw Stripes, and I do, I love Bill Murray. I do, too. Stripes bothers me. I haven't seen... Even Ghostbusters, I'm like, ooh... He's kind of just a creep. <laughs> um, I haven't seen Meatballs in a while. I just put me- Meatballs should be coming off from an Epic's DVD this yeah, week for me. I'd like to Because I've that. watched it. I, wa- I love that movie. Like, I haven't seen it in probably five years. And so I. But also, with any 80s movie, you're just going to have to be like, there's going to be just a bunch of sexual felonies in these. Boobs. Yeah, lots of boobs. And I, wa- I watched um, Airport and Airport 75 recently. Oh, it's just all sexual assault, like or not assault, but like harassment. That's mm-hmm. all the the pilots do to the stewardesses. <laughs> it's like they play it off like it's the the actresses are like, <coughs> oh, laughing, and it's funny. I'm like, yeah, it was written by men. That's why they're acting like that, <laughs> because in real life, that's terrible. So are those comedies? 
Yeah. Uh, no. 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 Okay. They're disaster movies. Okay. Gotcha. The ones that Airplane was based on. Yes, and like watching Air. I'd never seen them before. Actually, watching Airplane and, or Airport is what they're called. Airport right. and Airport seventy five. Uh, George Kennedy is great in those movies. By the way, which one is George Kennedy? Uh, he is the. Uh, oh, he's from a Naked Police Gun. Squad. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, he's great in those. The second one, Airport seventy five, has Charlton Heston in it. Um, and, uh, yeah, they're, I mean, they're good, but, like, you have to get around a lot of sexism. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well. Don't we all? We, no. What? Oh. Uh, we're white males. We That's, don't have to at all. Mm. Yeah. True. Check your privilege at the <laughs> at studio the door. door. <laughs> <laughs> before you come into the ark. <laughs> One thing real quick, uh, before we talk, get into the, the ships approaching here. Uh, our, uh, Gravity on Unicron. You guys certainly are more science-based and, and physics-based than I am or have more interest in it. Okay, at different points, like, really, should should Galvatron always just be floating around yes, Unicron wonder, as opposed to affixed on him? Yes. I wonder With throwing that, him down your throat, he shouldn't be falling down the throat. Um, true. Well, I wondered that, too. Like, with the he should gra- just be stuck in the throat, just kind Whoa. of there. <laughs> well, if... Like, it, presumably if Unicron does have a gravitational pull similar to, I guess, Cybertron, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, he would fall down there. But the other thing is, like, Galvatron can fly. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that... I mean, it doesn't hold together because of that. But... Uh, it he just the, flies right out. He drops him down. He just, that's what yeah, I was thinking. I'm like, why didn't he just fly directly out? But maybe he's, like, stunned. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, that is just con- kind of a convenient, like, we're just not going to address that sort sure. of thing. Well, yeah, if you're going to address that, you're going to address that there's no sound in space. Yeah, yeah, but the falling makes sense. A lot of things. He would fall, like, if you were to have a hole through the Earth, theoretically, you would fall to the center of the Earth and just stay there. Yeah. Okay. That's right. All right. And now, presumably, both Unicron and Cybertron would um, create large amounts of gravity based on what their size is. Unicron would have gravity. How would two things that big interacting with it... Like, they both would assume, uh, like, a strong gravitational pull, or at least a reasonably strong gravitational pull. How would that affect with something that big and strong? Let's assume they've got equal Hmm. gravitational pull. Sure. How would that affect him being able to swipe at it and crush it? Presumably, it would be... Okay, look at it this way. You and I are the same size. We Mm -hmm. have the same gravitational pull. Mm Mm-hmm. So we'd interact in the same way that Cybertron and Unicron would. If Unicron has free movement, celestial bodies don't have free movement. They're constrained by gravity because they can't move against it because they don't have muscles or whatever, and they can't fly. But since Unicron has movement ability in space, it would be like if I were like to just like come close to you in space. Where you have so the it's same relative. Job. It's relative, yeah. Okay. That's all I was trying to. Figure. The fact it wouldn't be relative, it, it would still be relative, but it wouldn't matter if we were two globes in space, like two planetoids, because gravity would then take over because we have no ability to counteract gravity. But gravity is a fairly weak force. Yeah. Like even a magnet, this like the size of my thumbnail can counteract gravity. It can hold something above mm-hmm. the planet. So gravity in and of itself is not very strong. Gravity on Earth isn't very strong. Gravity in general, or- gravity is the same everywhere. Isn't gravity what, uh, well, what's the difference between Earth's gravity and, say, like a black hole? The, the mass. Well, gravity only depends on mass. Right. Yeah. So the bigger, like, the more mass something has, the more gravity it has. Yeah. Right. Gotcha. So gravity can be strong in a... No. 
it's tied strictly to mass. Like the more massive gravity, something is, the stronger the gravity is. Gravity but gravity, is, even yeah. in supermassive things, is very weak. Gravity is like there's constant. a supermassive black hole at the center of most galaxies. So the galaxies. ratio of size to gravity is mass, way out mass. Of kil- or mass, mass to gravity um, is way out of kilter. No matter what is creating gravity, the is gravity. constant. Yeah. Yes. Well, thank you. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. That was the Autopod Decepticast Science Minute. Science Minute. So, <laughs> so yeah, Unicron's pro- probably has uh, more mass than normal things. Probably a significant amount of mass. Certainly but, more than Ryan or I. Yeah. But since, <laughs> but since gravity is the same. If he's planet-sized, then it's, po- it's, it's theoretically possible that, you, that, uh, that a Transformer can walk around on him. So, and, and, and fall okay. down his esophagus, but it would, there would be some problems for sure. And let me ask this again real quick, or just try to restate this. When you say gravity is the same everywhere, like gravity, like mass emits the, like a a gram of mass will emit the same amount of gravity, we'll say per square feet than anything. Like, is it a matter of per square feet or inches or whatever unit of measurement? But I mean, I guess like... It's not, there's no, it's not geometric. The strength is the same, but... If you're dealing with something that has more mass, there's just more gravity. Yes, it's but a the con- general strength of it is the same. It's a constant ratio. There, mm-hmm. It's not. It's it doesn't increase like geometrically. It's mm-hmm. constant. Like yeah. the there's it's a one to one ratio. As mass goes up, gravity goes up. The same ratio. A solid cube of lead is going to have more mass than a solid cube of sugar. Sure. All right. And the gravity yeah. ratios are the same though. Mm-hmm. Right, but that that lead is going to have more gravity because its mass is denser. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. but it's not going to be outstandingly. Which is why, like no. a t- like a tablespoon of a neutron star on in Earth's gravity well would weigh like two tons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because hmm. it's a super dense. What is the uh, what is the equation for mass? I do not know. <laughs> is density part of the equation? Yeah, I would have think. Well, I. I... I don't know. I don't know the math. I took physics in high school, and I actually got an A in that class, but uh, I remember none of this. Moving on. It's almost like physics in high school is bullshit. (laughs) Or just my ability to retain information. I do remember in high school not understanding, and I do understand now, but like the whole... Stupid question of like, um, if you're in an elevator that's falling and you jump right before it hits the bottom, will you be okay? No. I get that. And the answer is, of course, no, mm-hmm. because, but in my mind, I was like, but you're, for a second, you must be not falling, but I'm like, now I understand, no, you're still falling, you're just falling minusculely slower. Right. So it's all relative. Mm-hmm. Just like Einstein said. I, are you looking up the equations? Any interesting equations there, Caleb? No, he's no. texting. Oh, okay. All I'm right. sorry. <laughs> I did, but it was it was not worth bringing up in the discussion. Okay. <laughs> Excuse me. So um, now uh, we're looking at the Junkion ship mm-hmm. and the Quintessonian ship from inside the Quintessonian ship. That acceleration is ridiculous. Yeah, it's Not only is it ridiculous, I feel like um, we, we all remember the scene where the ship drilled into the Junkion surface ever mm-hmm. so slowly and tenderly. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> If you'll recall, I mean, it was going in vertically. Oh. We just saw this ship flying at Unicron horizontally. They should not be seeing that. They should be seeing whatever 
space is underneath them. We're at 43 seconds in, and we're watching uh, the Autobots and the Quintessonian ship uh, with, uh, with Unicron and, and Cybertron. I, the way I frame it is, yeah, literally it's Windows, but I kind of look at it more of like the Star Trek monitor where they can okay. bring up different views. Yeah. That's how I cognitively reframe it. I'll I go I'll go with that. Um, I, either way, I do like the image of them approaching Unicron and seeing I feel like Unicron they approach, in its in its massiveness, hugging Cybertron. Yeah, I feel like their approach is distractingly fast. Like they're coming in so hot in that view that it distracted me. Maybe it didn't as a kid, but they it's like they're gonna crash in like three seconds. <laughs> Possibly. Well, it seems like they're getting they are getting close pretty quickly uh, because uh, we only really have time for Springer to just kind of say I don't believe it, and mm-hmm. and and Hot Rod asks Cup if he's ever seen anything like this again, and and nope, never seen anything like this before. Which. Finally, they got a... They, it pays I, off. I, yeah, I like how they finally... I actually like that, too. I like that callback. Daniel is selfishly... I don't know about... Only, only concerned about his needs. Uh, and he okay. inquires about the whereabouts of Moonbase 2 and his father. Uh-huh. Well, first of all, yeah. he's a child. child. Children are inherently selfish. <laughs> like, that's how their worldview is. Get rid of him. No, what well, you've <laughs> turned Hot, around pretty quickly. Hot Rod says from Daniel being great on Junkion. Now you're like throw him away. Yeah. I didn't know that. I wouldn't say he was great. I would say it was surprising in an enjoyable moment. He was. That doesn't really, mean I he love helped him. a lot. And uh, but Hot Rod says that's a real find fair out. weather friend of this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. We'll go ahead. Uh, but I, to to your point earlier about speed, they don't have time to talk much, and they're immediately engaged. As the minute closes out, we hear first of all the opening symphonic elements of Dare, mm-hmm. my favorite uh, Stanbush uh, song on the. Uh, I on actually album. like. Um, oh, what's the other one? Um, Oh, it is Dare. Never mind. Dare is the one I prefer. Yes, okay. that's my favorite one. Unicron opens his mouth and unleashes a bright sort of greenish flame. Mm-hmm. And uh, we really close this out right as that flame starts to engulf this. Uh, it, actually, the Junkion ship. Uh, right so, at the minute, it's hitting the Junkion ship, though. Yeah. Um, and I will say, like, this breath, to me, felt like a cold beam. Oh, you think so? Yeah, well, it looks so. blue to me. Yeah. I guess it's greener. It's You've gone plasma. ahead. Way ahead. This is a change of subject. I think Hot Rod handles uh, uh, Daniel's concern very well. As a father, mm-hmm. I will say that. Yeah, he, yeah, he I says agree. We've, uh, he, he, doesn't, he, doesn't, find he doesn't give him a bunch of bullshit. And he doesn't also elevate the kid's level of anxiety. He's he, a leader now. He says, we're going to find out. Hey. Gives him some kind of hope, but at the same time, you know, keeps him on task. So, because I'm a terrible father figure, I'd be like, ah, probably dead. Yeah, or st- why? Or as, as an example of what you just said, like, stop worrying about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, selfish thing. little yeah, shit. Yeah. How could you care about your father? Yeah. Make him feel guilt. Shame him. <laughs> yeah. Shame him at that like, moment. Like, yeah. shut the fuck up. Yeah. I don't have time for that right now. (laughs) (laughs) One other little detail. uh, I do like Daniel, the animation. I uh, just really noticed Mm -hmm. the detail. Stars. Yeah, on whenever Daniel's speaking, you can kind of see the reflection of the stars in his helmet. That's really cool. And that is a nice touch. It was. And I also think that whatever it is, plasma or freeze beam, I think it looks awesome. It does look great. I think, um, I can't remember. Is that him just like burping? I felt like like the the sound effect on it wasn't very good. I can't remember if we can turn on the sound. It would be better if it was like. 
Bleh. It definitely would not be. Uh, <laughs> all of a sudden, this movie just gets really slapsticky. Uh, yeah. I guess it's okay. It just... Yeah. It does seem a little less impactful be, than other projectiles. It just like It just makes me think of. Uh, <laughs> there should be him going. You like made that. a lot of gross noises <laughs> in this episode. <laughs> One other heroic thing about Hot Rod that I like about this scene is that he, after he says that's what we're going to find out, he just like engages. We're going in. He goes balls out. <laughs> he yes, goes, he which is not a perverted term. It's, it's not. not. Look it up. Everybody it's, go you know, and stay say off it my to case. Science. Lady who sits in my next to me in my cubicle at work. Debbie, I don't want to hear your shit. I see your fireman calendar. That's sexual harassment. Look at those oiled gentlemen. <laughs> I bet you nobody could really get away with having a fireman calendar in their office. I've never had. I don't know. Get, I don't know. I've never had. Unclear. <laughs> the, but listeners, it, do you know? Yeah. Have you been fired for a hunky fireman calendar? Have you seen a hunky fireman calendar in your office? How have you seen a hunky fireman calendar since 1999? It's true. I'm basing this on very outdated information. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it was a trope you know, of the of the 80s. Have you ever Absolutely. Worked? Have you ever worked with any hunky firemen? <laughs> Are you a hunky? Are fireman? you a hunky fireman? Send us a DM. Yeah, we want to know about this. You know what we should do is make a hunky apod decast calendar. Ooh, Ooh, very I like nice. That. I like that a lot. With us in boudoir shots. There's three of us, so we each get four spots on the calendar. I was gonna say we could add our friends though as well. You could have like Skeeter. You could have Mike oh, Serge Cyber, Bamba Serge is on Bamba. there. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Mike Robinus. Mike you're, we're Cyber, looking at you, buddy. Yeah. You want to get in on uh, this action? Get out the oil. Yeah, yeah. Send us your pictures. <laughs> oh, boy. We're opening up a can of worms on this one. Oh boy. Everybody, send us all your snapshots. <laughs> As I, I hope there's a lot of, like, nudity, but with a bot just positioned. Just oh, no. Right, oh, no. Right, over, right over the, the touchy Unicron spots. just hugging around the waist. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, this is great! An yeah. podcast calendar. Do you think we have a single female listener? Yeah, at one do. point I we did. We do. We do. Yeah, uh, like four episodes not, in. They're just not. I mean, they, I think we do. They just don't. They're not talking. <laughs> hey, hey, rock. Hey, rock. That that that, that a podcast calendar's got women talking. <laughs> <laughs> They're throwing up. Yeah. Um, Who man. wouldn't want to see three? 40-year-old men who kind of work out yeah, I, in tiny clothes. I didn't work out last week at all, so I'm ready. I hope I helped you move. That's I true. I moved yesterday. yesterday. My upper back is sore. I felt like I did something. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I run. Uh, we've got our first item that's going up on the APDC store. That's right. Let's get our <laughs> yeah. cameras ready. Sure we are. And we're crowdsourcing some of the creative. So, again, all the people we mentioned and more, please. We expect to make upwards of $7. All right. So, uh, where were we? I don't know. Where are we? Oh, the, I think we're at the end of the minute. We're at the end of the minute. The flames Excellent. have hit the junkie on ship or mm-hmm. crazy frost wind, yes. whatever Everybody, chill. <laughs> so, so uh, References. <laughs> that brings us to... Uh, Rip deviations. <laughs> The uh, this is Aaron speaking, and I uh, typically go first in this little no wait. En- endeavor. This is Aaron speaking. No, this is no. I'm clearly the real Aaron. I'm the real Aaron. Will Shoot real him, Aaron. not me. I'm the real Aaron. Will the real Aaron please stand up? Is that what you're looking for? Yep. 
And I tend to go first because my version of the script is a little closer into what we see on screen, a much later version, very Dilly-influenced. And Ryan's got the pure, uncut Ron Friedman uh, from way early Uncircumcised in, in Friedman. So it's totally flaccid, but the head is covered in and lots of details that we never saw on screen. And, uh... There's a little holdover from episode 69. <laughs> shout out to all my foreskin brothers out there. <laughs> Where are my foreskins at? <laughs> so, uh, the, uh... <laughs> I wish you listeners could see Caleb's face right now. <laughs> what if you, they, you, they showed Unicron's dick, like, in the same way that they showed... Well, they do in my fan picture. Okay, cool. Uh, we'll include that on our Absolutely. commercialized version of the Freedman. That'll be a the the Freedman script Friedman co- yeah, illustrated. Strip. It's going to be a graphic book. novel mm-hmm. sponsored by IDW. Well, it's sponsored. I mean, they own, own the rights. Published by Distributed, IDW. Yeah. Um. So anyway, <laughs> my script refers to the swarms of fighters as the quote buzzing of bees. So that's I feel like that kind of you're like you the a, buzzing of flies reference. to him. Um. There is a part here where it speaks of a massive gun emplacement is being put into place to battle Unicron from the from the Cybertronian surface, but Unicron destroys it like immediately, grabs it, plucks it up out of the ground, crushes mm-hmm. it. Unicron angles his face so that as many lasers and rockets or whatever kind of projectile or explosive fire goes into his mouth. And Galvatron says at this point, stop feeding him, you fools. So that, as far as I've seen, is the only reference in this script to the ideas that are portrayed in Ryan's version of the Mm -hmm. script around just him sucking up whatever explosive energy around him Because it ties back to him eating planets. Sure. Yeah, yeah, but in this case, sure. it's like firepower of like like rockets, explosions. Gotcha. Like, yeah. Gotcha. It's true. So that's really the only differences in mine. Right. Uh, okay. So if we remember, like this ends in basically the same plot p- place as the uh, previous minute where uh, Unicron slams his hand down, and um, we have another angle on Ingester's hand as he pulls an electrical mast up through the roof of Shockwave's laboratory, like pulling up a carrot. And with it comes sparking, electronically pulsing generators, power stations, floors of laboratory, and Shockwave, who is pinned by a finger to a wildly sparking section of the generator. Mm. And Shockwave screams, <laughs> And Ingester gleefully works his enormous mouth, bringing Shockwave and the electrical generator carrot to his mouth, <laughs> his teeth moving as he makes gluttonous noises. And he goes, ah, What's up, Doc? <laughs> exactly. Uh, Shockwave says, fight Decepticons or all is luck. And then Ingester shoves the carrot and Shockwave (laughs) in and starts chewing wolfishly, exhaling in a contented sigh. Um, And the other Decepticons, in kind of the same way, Aaron, uh, have uh, a gun emplacement, um, which, and then from this point, it is pretty much the same until um, we get to... This is where Cup and Hot Rod come in to the battle. Okay, so uh, then we have an angle as Ingester bends down and bites a hunk out of Cybertron. Thundercracker, Skywarp, and their weapons in more buildings, which in this one, Thundercracker and Skywarp are still alive, uh, in that hunk, and he roars and shouts. And then basically, again, like I said, everything is the same. And then we see Hot Rod and Cup, and uh, this interaction is pretty much the same where he says, <clears throat> Doesn't this remind you of something? <clears throat> Not a thing in the eternal universe, lad. Not one energon crunching thing. <laughs> I knew there had to be a first time. 
And then what? he says, battle stations! And then as the hatches open, the Dinobots start flying out along with the Junkions in space gear. The Junkions are transformed tricycles, which are Wait. like space sleds and rocket belts. Tricycles? I guess holding on to the, like, the road warrior thing where in the previous, a couple episodes uh, ago, they were uh, yeah. driving like the, the battle was, trikes. I'm picturing them kind of like little chariots, but without horses attached to them. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Some might say that's and what Hot a tricycle Rod, is. Hot <laughs> Rod says, we're going on board that planet munching monster and see what makes him tick. And then Jester says, huh? <laughs> Who dares it? Wait. <clears throat> Does interrupt Ingesta's repast. Repast means meal. Oh, wow. Or short, like, little snack. And that's what we're in that minute. <laughs> so in this version, really, the, the, the release of the warriors happens right off the bat. Yeah. I, uh, A lot sooner than... I guess... I, 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 disrem- I can't remember... If they're in two ships at this point, or just one, because it sounds like one, but uh, maybe they still have the. Oh wait, they're on. Ju- they're flying junkie on, which I don't know why they wouldn't fly the. Uh, I don't remember why they wouldn't fly the Quintesson ship, but yeah, they're flying the planet junkie. There is no Quintesson ship in your version of the screen. No, because that's how Hot Rod and Cup got to junkie on. Maybe that's right, the, but maybe I mean, there's left, no in like, this scene. Maybe. Yes, no, in this scene, basically, yeah, I guess that's true. They don't use the Quintesson ship again. They just use junkie on because that it, the whole planet's a ship. So, I guess that would make sense. Why would you just fly off in your smaller ship? I mean, I guess. It, right, possibly, exactly, yeah. yeah. yeah but so that they, means they're all in one vessel, which is, it'll be interesting to see how that translates into Hot Rod and select other people getting tossed inside of Unicron, if that is indeed what right, happens. Right, and I, I, I purposefully am not reading ahead, so I don't know. Oh, I'm on the edge of my seat here. Late, really I wish you could see this, listeners. He's literally teetering. This is the sound of Unicron eating the planet. Cookie, 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 me love cookie. Mom, hold the meal, cookie. It means whole lot to me, cookie. Giving Ryan a lot of time for a retort here. <laughs> Are you proud of yourself? Are you proud of what you did? Yes. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Great. That was good. Yeah. Uh, uh, that was sarcastic. I know. Okay. <laughs> okay, gentlemen. It's about time for the episode that we get a visit from our old oh, friend. Oh, 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 oh. All right. So, okay. We get it. We can. I'm the ghost of the iconic moment. <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Drinking. <laughs> ghost of been drinking. The ghost of been drinking is here. Hello. So the, uh, I've been down the streets at Hooligan. So that's. You sure it wasn't Bula? <laughs> Fuck you. So I'm, what are you celebrating? Or are you? What's the deal here? What's sure? I'm a free man. Oh no. Free ghost now. I, I mean, I guess. You, Basically, I'm on the prowl. Okay. On the prowl. So you're single and you are looking for a... I got fired from Chico. Oh, no. no. I'm a free spirit. Okay, so you're not just free from a relationship. You're free Uh, from the economic stability. Do whatever I want. Is that right? Oh, my God. 
Uh, what yeah. happened? What what caused the the, the firing? Would you would was I, it they fired me because I had I had a I had a a, a sexy firefighter's <laughs> calendar on my desk. Oh, oh shit! And you had a desk first of all. <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't my desk. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well that may have been played a part. So here I am. What, uh, what month and was it old. turned to whenever you got discovered? Well, I'm assuming you were <laughs> masturbating. June! <laughs> Not Boone. <laughs> Blue lie. Shut up, Brian. <laughs> I'll fight you. I'll fight you. So what were you doing with the calendar? It wasn't your desk, but yet it was on it a It was desk. a gift to my... My boss. Okay. Uh, She's so pretty. Oh, well, your boss like... a fireman calendar. Okay. So you're yes. trying to date your boss. I'm trying to date my boss. I don't think that's wise. trying or tr- are you still trying? <laughs> no. Well, I guess I can still do that if I want now. No. <laughs> what are yeah, they... there's no conflict of interest. No anymore. conflict of interest there. <laughs> Well, I'm gonna just put my applications in uh, some other places. Oh, okay. Like where? Dress barn. <laughs> How about Joanne Fabrics? Joanne's Fabrics. I need a new sheet. <laughs> well, yeah, I was go. gonna say this one's looking a little maybe dirty. Yeah, I maybe I threw up on it earlier. Oh, oh no! I thought I saw some chicken wings. <laughs> oh, oh God! Oh. Oh. You're gonna have to clean that up. <laughs> Wipe it up with my sheets. Oh <laughs> <laughs> God! It's like getting all soaked in there. I, uh, Okay, well, I'm sorry to hear. Lay down. I'm sorry to hear about you losing your job. And he has fallen asleep. I didn't know ghosts could sleep. I thought they were in the midst of an eternal sleep. Well, he's gone to his eternal reward. Oh, it's got one of those cartoonish snoring. (laughs) It's those feathers that fly up above somebody's face. I didn't know he was a Looney Tunes character. He's voiced by Mel Blanc. Oh, I see. Oh, man. Who is also a ghost, so I mean, oh. <laughs> that could be a, a character well for us here. Uh, well, Ooh, now, all right. now that that's... That uh, and he just sort of dematerialized yeah. right before our very you eyes smell just the, now. You smell the pine? Uh, actually, <laughs> yeah. it smells like vomit and chicken wings. <laughs> and pine. Yeah, with a hint of pine. <laughs> So, uh, guys, iconic moment. What uh, what did you feel out of it? Lots, lots going on here. This one was, this is Ryan. This one was a little hard for an iconic moment. I just love this whole sequence. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the Decepticon resistance, actually, I think, like with the, the Conehead Seekers, like mm-hmm. they're just jumping directly into the action, I think, was my favorite part. And that animated scene of like all those quick cuts was so good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Caleb? Agree. Cups line. Never seen anything like this before. Yeah, that's good. One. It's pretty good. Yeah. Yep. There's a lot of stuff going it's on It's a good here. minute. I was going to say that uh, it's not my favorite minute, but one that just stuck with me mm-hmm. as a kid watching it was the devouring of Galvatron, like getting plucked yep. off of his chest Definitely. and chucked out. Definitely. True. So much going on. Man. Yeah, it's all awesome. So many things. It's about to get even crazier. Everything's coming to a head, man. Next time on the Autobot Decepticast. Well, there's going to be a lot more than mud in Unicron's eye. No. It's like a double twist of a callback. Mm-hmm. Twist. Spin. Gotcha. All right, everybody. So <laughs> listen to the show. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and TuneIn. Uh, there's always the social media presence. Oh, God. He's, He's rematerialized. He rematerialized. <laughs> oh, Jesus. To, to, Where like, am 
Why? You're at the ARC, the recording studio uh, of the Autopod Decepticast. I don't remember anything. No. Well, that's probably for the best. Why? Yeah. I mean, you you threw up all over my floor and then half-ass cleaned it up. There's <laughs> still a lot sheets. of greasy shit oh, on that floor. I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, since you're here, you did might you, as well finish. Did you have something else you wanted to contribute? To what? We were just all closing right. out the episode. Okay. Oh. All right. Get the fuck out. Uh, <laughs> at Apod Decast, everybody. And, of course, there's our web presence at autopoddecepticast.com. Maybe we'll put a link to some Tahula Hands, a great place to drink and meet your friends up for sad can nights I, out. Can I crash over your <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ. One of these guys. <laughs> oh, one of these hangers on. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll probably put some stuff about Moana on the website and uh, just what people came for. Exactly. That's this is uh, this is what uh, whatever obsesses me because I'm in control of the web <laughs> presence. Kinda. iTunes users, rate, subscribe. Yes, we'll please. talk to you later. Bye. 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 Yeah, go. Thanks for making this great episode have one of the worst endings oh, ever. You say that every time. <laughs> Bye! Cybertron! I don't even know, dude. No, I'll, I'll take I'll your send, word for it. You link. Here, what do you guys think of this new beast here? It's good. A Masterpiece Ravage. Ocular Max. Now, does the Masterpiece Soundwave... Jaguar is does, the name Will of he it. fit? Will <laughs> it's he on fit? point. Will he fit in the Masterpiece Soundwave? Of course not. It turns into a normal-sized cassette. Oh. That's weird. Can you Just put, like those, guys, those can you, big guys there do. Can you put it in a cassette player? You could, but... But it, nothing it, will happen. <laughs> well... You may not be able to close it. I don't know. Uh, check this out. It's broken already. <laughs> wow. Love a, it. There's a there's a story behind this that you might find amusing. Oh, good. Which is, I, so I got home yesterday from work, and this was down here in my office. I opened it up, and I'm like, oh, awesome. And I had to take a poop, and these <laughs> things typically aren't too tough to transform. So I take it into the bathroom with me, and the poop, I should add, is uh, pretty... Uh, I wouldn't say it's totally viscous, uh-huh. but it's like, it, it's, like a, it's like kind of a mousse consistency. Oh, God. Uh, it's definitely like not solid, but soft it's, serve? Not, it's not total diarrhea. Was it like soft serve? Like you are to Dairy Queen. Dairy Queen. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, can yeah. kind of tell us, is it like yeah. a concrete warm consistency? Warm soft serve. Soft serve. Except warm soft serve is we'll basically liquid. liquid, but you know what I mean. <laughs> so anyway... Um, I'm on the toilet, I'm transforming it, and it's about this time... Transforming that, that toilet that, into a mess. <laughs> that, that then, So as I'm turning it in, oh, no, this part breaks off, it falls bounces in. off the oh, lid no! of the toilet, and into... Oh, see, I'm not touching the, that. I'm not touching the, that toilet. Uh, I'm sure it's been sterilized. <laughs> I know, but the fact of the matter is, it's been in his shit. I'm going to smell and it. He's like, he's playing with it right. I'll just... Uh, we have a, we have this a, was and, yesterday, and so, uh, so I'm in there, and I'm like... Oh no! <laughs> oh, and I know, no. and I and I've already taken photos and sent it off to try and get a replacement part. Did you take a picture and, of it in the I shit? Should, I should. This is where it belongs. So, so I lift myself up, pants still around ankles, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna do this. I kind of turn away. I hold my breath, and I'm sifting through it. Oh god! Probably three minutes. What? <laughs> well, here's the deal. It oh. where, when it hit the bottom, it, it bounced, bounced into the into the hole, not the big hole where the poop goes, oh, but shit. the hole that that 
it's a little like you know you've got the the hole where everything goes when you flush, but then there's a smaller yeah. hole that's I guess creates the pressure, the jet. The jet. The jet. So it's on that on the other side of the lip, and so I find it, and I'm having trouble fishing it out, and I have both hands oh. in there, and I finally get it out, and then I'm like, well, both of my hands are <laughs> shitty now. <laughs> So I go to the sink and use my elbows to like lift to lift and turn on the sink and use my elbow to pump some soap all up in my hands and Good you know Lord. I clean everything off and you know and, there are cer- there are and, like f- food grade plastic gloves up in your pantry. Well, that's what Melody said when I told her this story. <laughs> uh-huh. Good God. And uh, I didn't use those. Uh-huh. Um, I think I was afraid that somehow. Like, I just didn't. I wanted to get. I didn't know if it might float over into the sure. other hole. I was just, you know. Um, we have an inordinate number of shit stories on this <laughs> that we, when we get together. I have to say, I, I commend poops. you for your dedication in sifting around in there to find it. Because I didn't gag once, which is unusual for me. I have a very low tolerance for that kind of thing. Maybe it was better because it was your. Sorry, my foot's cut. Maybe it was better because it was your own shit. I mean, if it was someone Maybe. else's... Yeah, I definitely would have had a more... Oh, that's 100% like grosser. It. Like, f- f- And feces doesn't really bother me, but like the idea of just it's someone else's shit. <laughs> Brussels, Brussels, where we sell good... <laughs>